Welcome to the Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Bowles. The Dallas-Fort Worth area continues to be an incredible area for real estate investment. People are constantly curious and confused about where to begin and what to do. The Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Podcast is designed to help bring you clarity in an ever-changing market. Welcome to the Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Bowles, and I am so excited today to have my guest on and learn more about him and how he got into the real estate space and just all the things that he brings about with his focus. And I think you're going to enjoy it as well. It's very DFW and it is very relevant to the market that we're in. So Matt Heidenfelder, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alicia. Excited to be here. I've uh, I've been tuning into the first few episodes and uh, really excited to be on here now. Awesome. Well, I love it. And you know, one of the things that I have loved so far about our podcast, and I think this will be no exception, is that most of the conversations that I've had the honor of putting out there are received by not just the public, the buyers, the sellers, the people that are looking, but agents as well. And we're bringing value to both spaces. So I love that this podcast is speaking to both sides of it. And like I said, I expect today will be nothing less. So awesome. why don't we just kick things off and start with you sharing a little bit about how you got to DFW and how you got into real estate. Yeah, so I, I sort of had sort of an unconventional route, we'll say, into real estate. I was uh, born and raised just outside of Chicago, in fact, in uh, Illinois and moved down here about six years ago. And at the time, I was actually in the healthcare industry as an account manager. And uh, after doing that for a few years, I didn't feel a sense of you know satisfaction there and uh, decided to embark on a different adventure. A friend of mine actually had mentioned, hey, why don't you try real estate? You know, you have a great personality, people personality, and you care about customer service. So give it a try. And uh, after mulling it over, I decided to, to move forward and study and take the uh, licensing exam and all of that. And uh, my first two gigs inside the industry were actually as an employee. Uh, so I worked in the iBuyer space. Um, many people I'm sure are familiar with what that is. And then also worked for a discount brokerage uh, locally here. And uh, both those opportunities were great. You know, I learned a lot, but uh, I decided to take the plunge and go into more of the uh, traditional, we'll say, quote unquote, real estate agent route with Keller Williams. And I've uh, been there ever since. And, you know, now I'm a part of a fantastic group called the Brink Realty Group here. And, uh, uh, I'm absolutely loving it. So it's been a lot of fun and I've worked with a lot of great people so far. Well, I think every path starts with some sort of road down it, right? We don't just wake up one day and go, I think I'll be a real estate agent and do a whole lot of work <laughs> That's the for truth. no money for a while, right? Or mm -hmm. even knowing really within the real estate industry, how many different channels, aspects, um, whatever the best word would be, maybe you can help me out with that, but even structure. There's the word that I'm looking for, structure. There are so many different structures that exist. Like you mentioned, iBuyer, right? It's a very specific structure and a very specific business model. And discount brokerage is the same thing. And then as yes. you would call it, traditional real estate is its own structure and its own model. You know, we have that in the lending space as well. I tend to do yeah. a lot of education on bankers, brokers, retail, because they're so different and they serve so differently. So I understand my path 
mirrors yours a little bit as far as, you know, okay, and good learning, but not quite right. Okay, good learning, but not quite right. And then on to that. So congratulations on that journey, because they are what brings you the knowledge and growth that you need to be where you are now. So tell me a little bit about why where you are now is a good fit and what your focuses are. Yeah, great question. So I, I've always been very committed to customer service and making sure whatever endeavor I'm in that I provide exceptional customer service. And uh, that was really my goal coming into real estate. You know, I know it's not always seen in the best light, real estate agents. There's a lot of great agents out there, but obviously there's some, you know, maybe not so great ones. And mm-hmm. my goal was to be on the, uh, the former part of that. So I really wanted to set myself apart on that customer experience and making sure all of my buyers, all of my sellers, all my investors have the best experience they've had buying, selling, or investing in a house. And uh, I really hold true to that. Um, I enjoy helping people achieve a goal. And uh, I think you know, real estate gives me the best of both worlds, frankly. I'm able to accomplish all that and really make a lot of great friends along the way. Uh, so it's just been a really perfect fit. And that's also why Keller Williams as a brokerage and also the Brink Realty Group uh, appealed to me so much is just their emphasis on that customer experience and focus that uh, I really liked. Very good. So with that, right, I love customer service and experience as well. I always say that it is not, um, it's not about the transaction. It's about the yeah. experience, right? Because these should not feel like processes and transactions. They really should be, and, and not everybody is created equal. So as you have stepped into that space of providing you know, an exceptional experience, wanting people to have quality, not just a transaction. What types of transactions do you, have you really focused on? What has been, I don't want to use the word niche, but you know, yeah. what has been your ideal client or your ideal circumstances? You know, it's been a little bit all over the place. I would say if I had a niche or specialty, though, it's the first time home buyer. I think that's an exceptional opportunity to educate, uh, you know, someone that's never been through the process before. Um, I, I view myself more as a consultant than a salesperson by all means. And I think that's a really good opportunity to help educate, help them understand what the process is from start to finish, hold their hand. And um, really, as a first time home buyer, too, you need that education. You don't want to be an uneducated consumer going in, especially to this market the way it is now. Uh, so I think that's really keen. Um, I'm also an accredited luxury home specialist, so I love the luxury space as well. Uh, but those are probably my two niches right there. Okay. And what brought you into the luxury space? Uh, I Well, guilty, but I, I love the show Million Dollar Listing. And, uh, you know, it always looked cool. To, yeah, exactly. So it always intrigued me just, you know, the, the look and appeal, obviously, of the luxury space as well in the higher price market. And um, obviously, Dallas has, you know, quite a market in that. And uh, yeah, it's just always been enjoyable. I, I've always, maybe it started as that, that was kind of my intrigue, you know, watching those types of shows, but it just, it fascinates me. You know, it's a very different type of process sometimes. Um, and it requires you as an agent to have, you know, maybe even better negotiation skills and maybe even just be faster to respond and just be on your toes a little bit more. So it's challenging in some other ways um, that maybe a traditional transaction isn't, but I, I love it either way. So it's been very enjoyable working in that space too. Yeah. And I mean, first time home buyer and luxury is like 180 yeah. degrees apart, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. But I love working with both. I think, you know, it's, I consider myself to be fairly well-rounded and I enjoy working with, you know, everyone in, in any space, wherever they're at. But I think those two are really my, my niche markets. 
Well, and you said some things that actually, believe it or not, you know, in those 180 degree places where those two markets are concerned, you said something that I honed in on and it's value, right? Being a valuable expert, that consultant, that person, and no matter, and that's probably one of the best, you know, takeaways that I've had in conversation recently for anyone who's listening, right? You can be a first time home buyer. You could be someone that has a luxury estate. You can be at any space in it and you need that person that's bringing you value and that person that's serving you as a consultant and advisor for whatever your needs are. And, and that's what it sounds like you've kind of foundationed your business on. Absolutely. And, you know, by no means, I've had a lot of great mentors in this industry that have really helped me understand the difference between, you know, and the needs are different, of course, you know, coming from a host first time home buyer to someone trying to sell a three, $3 million home, the needs are different. The wants are different. So just understanding. I just want to buy a three million dollar home. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's completely different space in some ways, but uh, I think that's what keeps our industry interesting. Uh, you know, you never work with the same personality twice. I like to say so. It keeps you. Um, it keeps you wanting to learn, learn more, and you know, getting to interact with so many different personality types is always, I think, a lot of fun. Yes, for sure. And changing, you know, on on that note, right, changing market, shifting things, all the things that are happening in DFW. Now, for you as an agent, what are you seeing out there that are the biggest changes or shifts that you're having to adjust to? Not just personality of clients, but just the industry as a whole. Yeah, a fantastic question. Uh, I think the number one that's getting a lot of news right now is mortgage interest rates, as I'm sure you know. Uh, oh, I it, seems, <laughs> it seems like every day there's a rate hike, right? So I say that's, it's the pain of my existence daily. I just do this. Uh, I'm like, I don't even want to know. Don't tell me what they are. No, it's not that bad. It's really not. It, it's not. That's the that's the crazy thing. But if you tune into the news, obviously they're trying to get ratings, so it's all doom and gloom, right? So yes, mortgage, mortgage interest rates are the biggest thing, but there's a little bit more housing inventory now than six months ago. Homes are sitting a little bit longer on the market, so. It's not necessarily a bad or slow market. It's just more of a normal market we're seeing, which is something that we're absolutely not accustomed to given the last two years. Yes. Okay. So you said it best. We are in a normal market. And in reality, I would say the same thing about interest rates. Interest rates are much more normal. Mm-hmm. We've had you know, a 14-year reprieve from some very normal rates, in fact. The first time I bought a house, my rate was like 7.6 or 7.8. And when I got a 5% one time, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Because even in my parents' lifetime, I remember them refinancing to get eight and a half or 7.8 and they were ecstatic. So not only is our, you know, amount of inventory that's coming to the market normalizing, interest rates actually are normalizing as well, even though they probably won't stay here. We fully expect them to come back down again in the next, you know, no crystal ball, but (laughs) given forecasts probably in the next year to two years, and that's going to be great. But we're still in a very normal market, a very healthy, good market. How much inventory are you seeing out there? You know, I'm hearing a month to two months. What are you hearing and seeing? Actually, I did some research uh, given that September just wrapped up. I was checking out our, our multiple listing service, our MLS, and it actually looks like across DFW, we're anywhere between two and two and a half months now, which in the scheme of things isn't that much, of course. That's still def- defining yeah. the seller's market, but it feels like so much more given the way it's been. 
And I think it's because we're seeing the flexibility in sellers, right? Like it's still yeah. a seller's market, but that balance market is six months worth of inventory. And we are far from that, but at least we've in a beneficial way moved away from, you know, six minutes on the market and over asking and things that have just exhausted a lot of buyers. So really excited to see some buyers coming back into the market that just really got worn out and some sellers getting reasonable and negotiable and rates that are still reasonable. So really it, it's just, it's a nice healthy balance, I think. So. It is. And I think it's about setting expectations too. At least that's something I'm really focused on and our team is right now is, you know, mm-hmm. people got used to such a specific way the last you know year and a half, two years. It's just about resetting those expectations. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, your house is probably not going to sell on the first weekend like it did. You know, just, you can't really name your price now and get 15 offers right away. You have to be very strategic with it. And uh, setting expectations, I think, is a great way to to help alleviate, you know, help, you know, get through the change because, you know, you've been in real estate for a long time. It's always changing. So just having those conversations with people, you know, I think setting the expectation eases their concerns sometimes. I think you're absolutely right. You know, setting expectations up front is there's a big part of putting them in the right mindset for what they're getting ready to face. And yeah. as as an agent, as a lender, I mean, I always say I never had the luxury of taking my foot off the throttle or getting comfortable or getting lazy. But I do think there were a lot of people in the market in the last couple of years that just didn't really put out the full professionalism and expertise, right? They didn't have to. You almost didn't even have to get pictures taken of the house because it sold before (laughs) you got them done, right? That's the truth, yeah. Yeah. So you have to get back to not only setting those proper expectations and, you know, being the advisor and the consultant, but really doing the job, right? Doing the job that it takes to succeed because in a normal market, you as a professional realtor, you have tasks on hand to get the job done. And if you don't do them, the job doesn't get done, right? So I think Mm -hmm. we're probably seeing some of that come back into the market as well. So Definitely. And, you know, like you said, we don't have a crystal ball. If we were, we'd probably be the best in the industry, but uh, we'll, we'll see where the industry goes. But it's, you know, it's not all doom and gloom like everyone makes it out to be on the news. It is absolutely not doom and gloom. In fact, there is so much exciting things ahead for real estate. It is still a great time to buy for those whose fingerprint matches the benefits that can be obtained in this type of a market. Investors, first-time home buyers, even sellers with the right problem that needs to be solved can thrive in this market. And lots of people can still buy and still buy really smart. And just use your money wisely is always what I say. So I love that you bring that to the table because it is not doom and gloom for sure. All right. Well, listen, to finish this out, I've absolutely loved this. I think there's been such value here on both sides of the spectrum. I want to get to know you a little bit better. So you said you've listened to my podcast. You know how I finish them all out. (laughs) And I just want to hit you (laughs) with a few, few questions that let us dive a little bit deeper into Matt and who he is. So you ready? Let's roll. Okay. All right. First, I'm going to ask you, are you a sports guy? Very much. Very much. Okay. So um, what sport, what team? Ooh, um, I'll probably get in trouble if I don't say this being in Dallas. So football, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you don't have to succumb to the pressure, man. You can, <laughs> we can be honest here. <laughs> All right. So we'll, yeah. You're just trying <laughs> we'll to get followers it. with that, aren't you? <laughs> 
I know better than to go against the Cowboys. After the Cowboys, who comes up next? What sport, what team after them? After them, I have to go uh, NBA basketball. Uh, being from Chicago, I still love my Chicago Bulls. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right. So a little home. you are hometown loyal on both sides of the country, north and south. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Favorite food or restaurant? Being from Chicago, I got to say pizza. Mm, yeah, my son's favorite. He sends me to get pizza every single day. Okay, and last but not least, my totally selfish question. Favorite quality about a lender? Oh, uh, communication. Communication and response time, uh, especially with the market. It's very good to have a lender that's going to be very responsive and communicative, both with the, the client, you know, the buyer, but also with the agent as well. Perfect. I love it. That is that is pretty good. And communication is all different kinds, right? So not only communication, but the style of communication that probably works best for you and your expectations, because that might be different from somebody else, right? So absolutely. Very good. Well, it's my honor to have you on today. I can't wait to see what else you do to serve the market. First time homebuyers, luxury, well-rounded, just everybody, now that you have found your way to a great home. And thanks for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. One last thing before you go, thank you so much for listening today, but word does not spread on its own. If you liked today's episode, please give us a review. Please share, look out for future episodes and tell someone who has not discovered us yet so we can spread the word. New episodes are available every week on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you prefer your podcasts come from. 